Hello, church family. This is part three of our study through Exodus chapter two. We're going to close this week off by looking at how God shapes our destiny. The God shapes our destiny. We see this from verse 15 to the end, oh, verse 16 to the end of the chapter. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the uh, troughs to water their father's flock. Now what's interesting here is that it seems to indicate from this point on that, um, or at least later on uh, throughout the book of the, in the Torah, that, that the Jethro eventually comes to worship Yahweh. <coughs> he doesn't know at this point when... Um, when the, he, it says the priest of Midian. This is he's not like he's a pagan worshiper at this point, um, and he you know he has his daughters, and it just so happens that um, Moses needs to kill this Egyptian flea, and then now he gets in this place where he meets these, where he's at a well, and these shepherds want to take the, uh, these women's uh, waters away from them, and then he protects them, and uh, and somewhere down the line, it's, it's in the kind of like the white spaces, and we I mean, we only know it because of. Of going through the book of uh, Exodus and Deuteronomy, that he does that that this this priest Ruel, eventually known as Jethro, would become a worshiper of Yahweh, and and I believe that's what happened. That during this time, you know, they, he saw the life of Moses. Moses probably shared about um, who Yahweh was and his covenant relationship that he has with his people. And just through his life, he was able to uh, win uh, his father-in-law to Christ, and um, or not to Christ to Yahweh. And we need to see our life that way as well, that we may make one weird decision after another, but if we're all there, if we're fully aware of our, the moment that we're in, we can be used by God in a very um, mighty way. It could be used a very unique way to be um, you know, pr- uh, pro- proclaimers of the gospel. Um, I can't tell you how many times I just randomly bump into people um, that come to saving faith because someone has just shared randomly with them the gospel. In fact, our own pastor, uh, Pastor Henry, got saved because he randomly found a gospel track. You know, it just it, like he, he had you know spiritual people telling him spiritual things before, but one random day he he read a gospel track and that's what saved him. And you have to look at every single one of our testimonies the same way. That God, how do we how do we get to salvation is because God used someone else to bring the gospel to us. And that's a good thing that God can use people that just just from one place to another, uh, they don't aren't even aware of uh, what's going to happen or the people that they talk to. But yet, God draws people through other people uh, to Him. And that's what happens here in the beginning. Here, where when we look at this priest of Midian, he was a pagan worshiper with seven daughters, and eventually becomes a Yahweh worshiper. And he, you know, so again, continuing on with this, the narrative, um, they tell him that he, he, they deliver that this Egyptian, actually Hebrew, uh, delivered him, uh, delivered the fan, delivered these ladies from these shepherds, and then Moses eventually married one of the daughters, and he calls himself a soldier. And I'm reference, I made this reference uh, on Monday that he doesn't realize that he is actually always going to be a sojourner, uh, ever since he was. I mean, the Jews were not supposed to see Egypt as their home. And I think, as I said last week, that this was God moving the Israelites out of Egypt with that intentional purpose to bring, uh, because of the promise he made to Abraham, that there's going to be a land of the Jews and people, and then there's going to be many of them, and they're going to occupy a physical space, not Egypt. And God is going to use even the wickedness of Pharaoh and the, uh, the mistakes of Moses and the decision he makes uh, to, to bring people to the promised land. 
So Moses actually doesn't realize the significance even beyond himself. I'm sure when he wrote this, he understood it, but at the time, there was no way he would have known that God was going to make him go through the wilderness. And I say this because the next chapter is the burning bush. Uh, he hasn't encountered Yahweh face to face at this point. He's only heard of him through his mom, and uh, he doesn't realize the, that the name Gershom is a foreshadow of, of his own life as well, that he'll never actually get to the land uh, that he was pro that that he, that the promise made to Abraham again the promise made to Abraham descendants it wasn't to Moses Moses his job was just to bring the people there out of Egypt into this promised land verse twenty three now it came about in the course of those those many days that the king of Egypt died and the sons of Israel sighed because of the bondage and they cried out and their cry for help because of their bondage rose up to God. So these people, they thought that they were uh, they're going to be relief, but it doesn't happen. Things just get harder and harder for them. And that's what exactly what God used to, to make the people want to leave Egypt, um, which again shows in, in hindsight and in the book of Torah, you see how, how, how evil and how forgetful the Egyptians were, uh, the Israelites were when they, uh, when they complained to the Lord. They've forgotten how hard Egypt was. And then you know, right after they crossed the Red Sea, they're saying they want to go back to that. They want to go back to the enslavements, and they don't. They forget that God has, that God heard their prayers. And isn't that how we are too? When we think about our lives, some things that we pray for, we get, and then we complain that we got those things. Um, I can. I mean, if you look, any married person, if they ever grumble and complain about their spouse, the reason why they grumble and complain is they forget that God has blessed them with the spouse. Every single person or everyone that works, or when they complain about their job and how their job is not fair or how the, um, this, this and that, they forget that this job is what they prayed for at some point and God gave them that job for their provision and, they, and they're taking it for granted. I think there's one thing that 2020 last year has taught us is that we should never take anything for granted. Um, some of us are going to be praying I'm sure a lot of us are praying that this COVID thing will be over so we go back to normal. But I wonder how long after the normal will we forget uh, the lessons that we've learned in the whole COVID uh, time, whatever, however long that lasts. Um, I wonder how many of us are going to be thinking, you know, during the time of last year, oh, I can't wait to see my friends again. I'll be very intentional. I'm going to serve more at church and we do all of these things. And then the moment comes and we forget all of it. And I, I think that's what's going on here. This little small section here, the Israelites were crying out for help, and God heard them. This doesn't say that God didn't can't hear. It's just um, anthropomorphic language that's trying to give God something that we can understand. Uh, that God, because of their cry, heard and start moving uh, after that. The, the, their prayer was answered in that way, and it's because God, you know, had this covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God saw the sons of Israel, and God took notice of them. So again, God, uh, in his sovereign timely acts, he sees that the Israelites now don't want to be there anymore. And now God is going to finally make his move by, by introducing them to their Savior, their deliverer, in this case, is Moses. But ultimately, it's going to reveal himself to them. The lesson for us this week is that you are where you are because God wants you to be. And, and knowing that reality should make you be appreciative and be more mindful of your surroundings. Um, that you are here in this life, however long you are in here, is, is because God wants you to be. And no matter how hard the circumstances may be or how difficult things are, God has placed all of these things and these are all part of his plan. 
And it should cause us to be appreciative and be mindful of the moment so that we can do all things for God's glory. Ecclesiastes tells us to work all out, to go full, go, all, go have like a complete 100% in all that we do. Uh, this short life that we have, and that's what we should do. We should, we should not waste the life that God has given us because he gave us our birth. He gave us a spiritual birth. He even uses decisions we make to place in the situation now. He shapes our destiny and that he knows where he to bring us. God brought, used all the past things to bring the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land. And God is preparing a place for us as well. We may not know every little detail. And, you know, we have a destiny for us in this life, maybe from point A to point B. But the, our ultimate destiny is going to be with him. And God is preparing us for that as well. And in the, I think Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, chapter 2 or 3, it talks about how God is using those afflictions to prepare us for the kingdom of God. And we have to remember that's what it is, that every situation in life, no matter good or bad, is supposed to refine us to prepare to be part of God's kingdom. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12 tells us this, For now we see a we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I do, have been fully, have been fully known. This is to say that in this life, there are just things that you and I will not understand. We look in a, a mirror that is, is just dimmed. It's, it's, it's not perfect. It's flawed. But when the time comes, all will be revealed. And when we understand our perspective and knowledge, when we you know, see the Lord of how God used everything, we will worship him uh, perfectly then. But for now, we know, we can trust in that God is using everything. And that's why we can live this life with joy and peace and do all things to the fullest for the glory of God, because we know that God is the shaper of our destiny. Thanks for listening to this week. Next week, we're going to go to the burning bush. It's a very familiar, again, this whole book is familiar to us, but I do want to just try and draw just some application and devotional thought for us as we go about our week. I hope that this resource is, is helpful for you and hope that you can learn to love God more and his word through it and that you'll be moved to be more like him because of it. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.